Yes, indeed. This is episode four of Big Bossy Said It Podcast. I'm your host, Tip Bossy B, a.k.a. Big Bossy. Yes, yes, you got two episodes in one day, so lucky you. But look, don't expect this often. Do not. (laughs) But look, sometimes I will give you a double dose of Big Bossy. But anyway, y'all know I don't like to waste time with small talk, so let's get right into the show. Okay, so let's start with the BET Awards. And I don't want to talk about the winners or the losers. I only want to talk about the couple of moments that were my favorite parts of the show. Okay, so first, let me say that Diddy getting the Lifetime Achievement Award, that was well-deserved. He has put a lot of people on in the industry. And I grew up in the whole era of uh, when he was with Uptown Records and then when he created Bad Boy Records. So That was a time in music when you just had to be there. You know what I'm saying? And people paid tribute to him like one of the best groups of all time, Jodeci and the Queen, Mary J. Blige, who, of course, she has one of the best music catalogs in music history, in my opinion. Um, The Queen Bee, Little Kim, who I think is one of the most influential female rappers of all time. And I mean, influential in the sense of being a major influence on the majority of female rappers because you see a lot of Kim and a lot of them, whether they would admit it or not. Uh, They also had Sean come out and perform with him, who is now a member of the House of Representatives in Belize, which is dope. And uh, The Locks, one of the best rap groups of all time, also performed. Faith Evans, one of the queens of R&B, she sang as well. I mean, of course, it was a lot of other people that we may have wanted to see come out and perform. But I think that was a good line. Excuse me. I think that was a good lineup for the show. And of course, Kanye West came out looking ridiculous as usual. (laughs) But he did speak about how Diddy has been a major influence on his career. And even though I don't really care for Kanye like that, I do think he is a musical genius. So coming to the BT Awards just to pay homage to Diddy, I think that was dope. And I won't downplay that simply because of my personal opinions about him. Oh, and Young Miami in the audience holding her Go Poppy poster. <laughs> that was absolutely hilarious. It was priceless. <laughs> but yeah, as I said, Diddy deserved his flowers. He's a major figure in the culture. So salute to Diddy. He's one of the godfathers of this shit for sure. And rest in peace to the notorious B.I.G. who is forever stamped in the culture as one of the best rappers of all time that left us way too soon. You can't talk about Diddy without talking about the notorious B.I.G. Biggie Smalls. Another moment that I really liked was when Jack Harlow brought out Brandy, the voice, the icon. Man, her rap voice sounds just as good as her singing. She sounded so amazing. She looked so beautiful. But anyway, after the whole viral moment of Jack not knowing that she was Ray J's sister and then Brandy responding, you know what? That ended up in them putting on a good ass performance together. It really did. And, you know, when he didn't know about Brandy and Ray J being siblings, nothing about that shocked me, (laughs) you know, and it wasn't because he's white. I saw a lot of people saying that, you know, 
if he's white and rapping that he should know about black music, you know, and the artists and I guess in their lives, you know, I don't know. But to me, him not knowing that had less to do with him being white and more to do with him being young, because I think he's only in his early 20s. And I saw a lot of people his age who are black saying that they didn't know either. I mean, come on, they are not us. A lot of us grew up as Brandy and Ray J were growing up. So we have known for decades, you know. So I didn't hold it against Jack for not knowing. I do like his music, though. I really do like it. Um, and, it, and, you know, and he had a chance to perform with an absolute icon. Brandy can sing circles around a lot of singers. So, you know, for him to be a newer artist and, you know, in the industry to be able to share the stage with her, that was dope. But let me get to the moment that was one of the best moments I've seen on the BET Awards since the King Michael Jackson himself walked on that stage unannounced and then put a cape on James Brown in 2003. But this year, they shook the damn building when Lotto brought out the queen, the diva Mariah Carey. And she was looking fine as hell. She sounded amazing. But man, listen. Mariah Carey is one of the biggest icons in the industry of all time. Be clear, of all time. So the fact that she not only cleared the sample for Lotto because she wrote fantasy, and I will talk about her pen in a minute, but to clear the sample, agree to do the remix, and perform with her at the BET Awards, man, come on. I hope people know that it's very rare and damn near impossible to pull all three of those things off successfully. Because this is Mariah Carey, not just some random popular singer. No, we are talking about the best-selling female artist in the United States of all time and the fourth best-selling female artist worldwide of all time. Man, Lotto, she lucked up. I don't know if it was the Jermaine Dupree connect that came through, but who would have thought that Lotto would be the one to give BET that moment by having Mariah shake the building the way she did? Oh, and for anyone who wants to sleep on Mariah, let me give you some game. She has 19 number one hits. She wrote 18 of them. So damn near every number one hit that she made came from her pen. Go look up her song credit. She has almost 200 song credits to her name. Not just songs she wrote for herself, but songs she wrote for others. She is in the damn Songwriters Hall of Fame. Okay, so let's run off some more accolades. Just in case people are still snoozing, let me wake y'all up. Okay, so I already told y'all that she is the best-selling female artist in America of all time. And the fourth best-selling female artist worldwide of all time. I told you that she's in the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So, she also holds the record for the most chart-topping singles by a solo artist, um, by a female songwriter, and by a female producer. She was the best-selling artist, period, period, in the 90s. I mean, nobody was outselling Mariah in the 90s. She was the first female artist in history to have five, uh, her first five singles hit number one on the Hot 100. Only artist in history to spend 82 weeks at number one. 
and ask for awards is way too many to name. So I'll just say this. She has been nominated for a total of 251 awards and she has won 125 of them. <laughs> and if you thought I was finished, nope, I'm not done yet. She's also in the Guinness Book of World Records, which is crazy. But look, she holds the world record for signing the largest record deal and having the greatest payoff for a music artist. She holds the record for most number one singles by a female artist. Most cumulative weeks is number one on U.S. single charts. First artist to achieve number one records in the U.S. in four different decades. Longest span between number ones in the U.S. on the singles chart. Um, and all I want for Christmas is the highest charting Christmas song on Billboard U.S. Hot 100 by a solo artist. It was also the most streamed track on Spotify in 24 hours by a female. And it spent the most weeks in the U.K., on the singles top 10 chart for a Christmas song. Listen, this woman has nine Guinness world records. She's one woman. She holds nine Guinness world records. So again, I tell you, if you are sleeping on her, I hope that you have just been woken the hell up. She is one of the greatest artists of our time, for real. And people don't talk about how great of a songwriter she is. Like, she really is good at arranging songs. And also, the vocabulary that she uses in her songs is very slept on. She would use words that people never said in a song or even in conversation. <laughs> I mean, go back and listen to some of her songs. She was teaching some people new words, for sure, including me. She could send you to the dictionary words like acquiescent. OK, so in the song called It's a Rap, the lyrics were, if I ever misrepresented my self image, then I'm sorry. I was so acquiescent, but I learned my lesson. Man, look, <laughs> I'm not going to read a bunch of song lyrics, but here's a list of a few other words that I heard her using songs that I have never heard from another songwriter. Words like ambivalent and destitute, intrinsic, ominously, omnipresent, incessantly. I mean, there's a lot more, but she was putting SAT words in a lot of her songs. <laughs> and being that I'm an avid reader and I like to dabble in writing a little bit, I have always respected her pen. And she isn't just like a pretty chick who sings. Nah, she is one of the greatest artists to ever walk this earth. So, you know, I had to spend a little time to put that into, into perspective for some people. And that's why her stepping foot on that BET stage in 2022 was such a moment. It was the number one trending video that night and the next day. So that already shows you her star power. People were so excited to see her. So I'm sure they were like me. I watched that video at least 10 times. Real talk. So anyway, congrats to Lotto for being able to share the stage with an icon, with the diva herself, Mariah Carey. And I know that Lotto also won Best New Artist. So congrats to her for that. But salute to the legendary, the iconic, the fine ass greatest, one of the greatest artists of all time, Mariah Carey. OK, so let's talk about Robert Kelly, a.k.a. <laughs> R. Kelly, a.k.a. Mr. Bump and Grind with Minors. He has finally had a judge throw the book at his ass and he is headed to prison. 
But let me play this audio from ABC News real quick, then I will come back with my thoughts. But we do begin tonight with singer R. Kelly, sentenced to 30 years behind bars after his conviction on racketeering and sex trafficking charges. Prosecutors accused him of leading a criminal enterprise of managers, bodyguards, and other employees to recruit and abuse women, underage girls, and a teenage boy. Accusations swirled around him for decades, and authorities believe for years his actions were protected by his fame. Then in 2019, in the TV docuseries Surviving R. Kelly, a number of alleged victims came forward to publicly accuse him of abuse. Arrests followed on charges in Illinois and in federal court. Kelly held without bail for nearly three years now. At today's sentencing, several accusers confronted the former superstar, the judge calling his abuse calculated and carefully planned for 25 years. He got exactly what he deserved. R. Kelly is a sick-ass pervert who has been indulging in his sick-ass shenanigans for over 25 damn years. People knew about this shit in the 90s, and it took until 2022 for him to be held accountable. I mean, we have known this man was sleeping with children ever since he married Aaliyah back in the day when he when she was a teenager. Ever since he was in a video having sex with a teenage girl and then urinating on her. They let his ass off the hook back then when he went to court over that tape. And he has been up to the same shit ever since. So I'm more than happy, more than glad to see him go to prison. Good riddance, bozo. But my issue with this is what happens to the people who helped him in all of this, the assistants and the managers who were out here recruiting and grooming all of these teenage girls and the one teenage boy. They need to be in prison for 30 years too. everybody involved. They should not be walking around free. And as for the black people who keep trying to use the black card to defend him, please stop. That man is not going to prison because he is black. He is going to prison because he is a sexual predator. Now, some of y'all did the same thing with Bill Cosby, who is also a sexual predator. I said what I said. They should have kept his old nasty behind locked up. I'm not one to be like, oh, just because they are black and successful and were important figures in black culture that they are incapable of being monsters. And you know what is actually easier for these high power, high uh, ranking celebrities to do that shit and get away with it. I don't put anything past anyone. And if I believe the details that are presented, then that's just what it is. Nobody is that special to where they get a pass from me. I just hate that people like him, people like Bill Cosby, people like Harvey Weinstein had gotten away with it for all of these decades when people in the industry knew about it knew exactly what was going on. Then after all the damage had been done, after they had all their fun, that's when they get arrested. And of course, they are not the only ones. We know that. It's plenty of famous people who are monsters behind closed doors. Black, white, Asian, Hispanic, mixed, whatever. I'm sure some of them are sick-in-the-head individuals. But as for R. Kelly, yes, I do think that he is one of the greatest artists of all time. Yes, I do especially when it comes to his songwriting. He is one of the best ever. Hell, he is on my list of top five greatest artists of all time, period. And as much as I want to, I can't take that away from him. He has more talent in his pinky than some artists have in their whole damn existence. 12 Play is one of the best albums I have ever heard in my whole life. It's top five for me. But that's the artist. As for the man, 
R. Kelly can rot in that cell for the next 30 years. I hope every appeal is denied. He is where he needs to be. I hope he enjoys giving free concerts to inmates. And when his cellmate looks at him and says, look, Robert, you remind me of my Jeep. <laughs> I hope Robert enjoys the ride that he is about to take <laughs> that part. But moving right along to WNBA player Brittany Griner and her detainment in Russia. Before I get into it, though, give this a listen and then I'll come back with my thoughts. Today, WNBA superstar and two-time Olympic gold medalist Brittany Griner handcuffed wearing a Jimi Hendrix t-shirt after more than four months in detention on the first day of what legal experts call a show trial. Accused of drug smuggling, the Russians say they found vape cartridges containing cannabis oil in her luggage. The possible penalty, 10 years in prison. Griner's wife, Sherelle, is on edge. She's walking into a situation where their judicial system has a 99% conviction rate. Um, so in their system, there is no innocent. In their system, is, is guilty. The U.S. considers Griner wrongfully detained. Embassy staff were with her in court. She asked me to convey that she is in good spirits and is keeping up the faith. Today, we spoke to Dawn Staley, Griner's Olympic coach and friend. It certainly seems that this has been very, very difficult. For one thing, she's six foot nine, and they've got her traveling back and forth and in court in a cage. You see Brittany appear in court or outside of court or walking in and being handcuffed. Um, you just feel for her. Um, she is a free-spirited uh, woman who's, um, who's got a great heart. The State Department says freeing Brittany is a top priority, but Sherelle Griner says their rhetoric and actions don't match. She wants a meeting with President Biden. The most beneficial thing that I've been told is that, you know, you meet with President Biden. You know, he has that power. Mm -hmm. He is a person, you know, that ultimately will make that decision for BG to come home. Russian media reports say the Kremlin wants a trade for arms dealer Victor Boot, nicknamed the Merchant of Death, currently serving a 25-year sentence in the U.S. Meanwhile, Griner's trial is just beginning and could go on for months. U.S. officials tell me Russia has a practice of jailing Americans on trumped-up charges to use as bargaining chips to trade for hardened Russian criminals jailed in the U.S. Kremlin spokesman Dmitry Peskov today denied Griner's arrest was politically motivated. Okay, so here's my quick take on her being in jail over there. First of all, if you know that Russia is super strict on contraband and even more strict on Americans breaking their laws, why the hell would you have it? That's my first question. I mean, yes, what Russia is doing is beyond extreme and Putin is a fucking psychopath. But let's be clear. Brittany is also responsible for putting herself in that situation. But with that said and having that out the way, it's a goddamn cannabis vape pen. That's it. They act like this woman had a bomb in her bag. And the Russian government is so out of control anyway. And Putin is just a nutcase. He is basically using Brittany as a pawn to get Biden to agree to another prisoner swap. That's what this is. Just like they did recently with the U.S. soldier that Russia detained. And then they swapped him out for a Russian prisoner that we had here. The question is, will Biden do it? And 
I believe he will at some point, but people have to understand that she is in enemy's territory right now. So getting her back safely is not some snap of a finger overnight move that Biden can make. He has to do this in a certain way on a certain time frame with certain details in place. But yes, I do think that it will be a while before they can get her back here in America. So I would tell people not to get their hopes up right now, but to still remain hopeful. You know, right now I'm more concerned for her safety than anything because, yeah, they say that she isn't being harmed right now. But that could change in the blink of an eye because we know what Putin is capable of, you know. And my heart, it does, you know, it goes out to her wife and her family, her teammates, her coaches. But for me, the bigger issue is if the WNBA was able to pay their players the same way the NBA does, she wouldn't even have been overseas in Russia to begin with. Because in her offseason from the WNBA, she also plays overseas in Russia and she has played over there for some years. So it's not like she was new to Russia. And, you know, again, even though I feel like this was a situation that she could have avoided. Overall, this is just another sign of Russia just going too damn far as always. They are playing with her life, her safety, and they have done this with plenty of American prisoners that they have had over the years. And some people keep saying if it were LeBron James or Tom Brady, that Biden would be moving quicker. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It does not matter who it is. If you are American and detained in Russia, famous or not, negotiating your release is not going to be an easy task or a quick task, especially when it's two countries with two presidents who hate each other. Come on now. Stop being stupid. Stop saying stupid stuff. Anyway, I just hope that she is back home as soon as possible and whatever Russian prisoner that needs to be swapped out for her return, swap them out, Joe, period. Okay, so let's end on a light topic <laughs> because I didn't want this episode to be long anyway, but Omarion and the Mario versus and the pre-show with Ray J and Bobby V versus Sammy and Pleasure P. First of all, that pre-show was a shit show, <laughs> but it was also very entertaining. I will say that. And, you know, I don't even care to say who won or who lost, but just for fun, I will. Um, On performance and actual singing, of course, Sammy and Pleasure P got that. But for me, as for actual songs and going hit for hit, I still gave it to Ray J and Bobby V as far as the hits were concerned. But anyway, enough of the shit show. Get into the main event. Mario washed up Omarion as I knew he would. And oh, it was bad. It was bad. Mario, oh, the boy, the, excuse me, the man sang laps around Omarion and mopped the floor with him. <laughs> and he needed no help. Omarion brought out his brother, watermelon, tank, clowns, everything. <laughs> and Mario proceeded to smoke them all. Man, mm -mm -mm. all that dancing and bopping around with horrible vocals. Oh, it was bad. It was so bad. It became overkill at a certain point. 
And the funniest part to me <laughs> is when Omarion did this whack ass new song. And then Mario followed up behind him with a new song of his own. And the song was fire. Oh, it was fire. I mean, it slapped so hard. <laughs> Omarion thought that his looks and his dancing and bopping around and him having home court advantage would be enough to win. Not. <laughs> Not. Mario is a real R&B artist, like I said before. And it's different once you hit that stage. And the difference between the two was put on full display. Mario is an all-around artist. Omarion is just a performer. He could have brought the other members of B2K out on that stage, even though I know they had their little beef going on or whatever. But even if he would have brought them out, Mario would have dusted them too. Oh, it would have gotten so ugly. He would have been a one-man show out there dusting off everybody. It would have been glorious to watch. <laughs> It was no hope for Omarion on that stage. Man. Mm, 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 mm. But anyway, just to speak on verses itself, it's so many that I want to see on that stage. So many. Starting with Drew Hill versus Jodeci. They need to hurry up and make that happen for real. Because Cisco and Casey would do so much yelling and so many ooh yes, they would really put on a good show. And I also want to see boys to men go against another group. But I just feel like their catalog is so good and so damn long that sometimes I don't know who would evenly match up against them. But I just love boys to men so much that I would even just like to see them do 20 hits against nobody. Just let them perform 20 hits on the stage. <laughs> but you know what? The rapper who I want to see more than anyone else on the versus stage is Buster. I think he would smoke the boots of a lot of people. His performance alone can kill most, especially if Spliff Star is next to him because, you know, they can always put on a legendary show together. And his music catalog is super, super crazy. I mean, even his features. So imagine being in a versus against him and he brings out not only Mariah Carey, but Janet damn Jackson too. Come on. The versus is over. It's over. Do you hear me? <laughs> I mean, I don't know who he should go against. He said people have been ducking him. They ducking the smoke and I believe him. I believe him. It would have to be somebody big though. It, it can't just be anybody because this is Buster. And he's been in the game for so long and he's so damn good that you could pick damn near any opponent from him that is considered cream of the crop. And he would destroy the majority of them and the rest, he would at least give them a good run for their money. I said what I said. And I don't even care if it's Jay-Z. Yeah, I'll go that far. I don't care if it's Jay-Z. He will give that man a run for his money on a versus stage. He can hold his own against any rapper, period. <laughs> anyway, as far as verses, I hope they keep doing it for as long as possible because it's way too many artists to choose from. I mean, they can do this forever. 
especially the legends. And, you know, I'm talking about people who have been in the game for 20 years plus. Now, the minute they try to put some new artists on that stage, that's the minute that I stop watching the show. <laughs> and I think that's all the topics that I'm going to um, run through for today. But as far as the length of the shows that I do, I always try to keep my shows pretty short because one is just me talking. <laughs> so you will never hear a hour plus show from me when it's just me. Now, if I ever bring someone on as a guest, you know what I'm saying, or a guest co-host or something, then of course you will get definitely like an hour, hour and a half from me. But when it's just me talking, just so I can keep people's attention, I try to keep it 45 minutes or less. So, you know, nobody has said anything to me about it, but just in case anybody is wondering, that's why I try to keep my shows pretty short, you know, because people don't have long attention spans. And like I said, when it's just me talking, I don't want to run my voice out trying to do an hour, two hour show when it's just me talking. Anyway, be sure to go follow the show on Instagram, big bossy underscore said it on Instagram again, that's big bossy underscore said it. You can also go to bossify.com. That's who uh, provides the show to you, uh, produces the show, and presents the show to you. Bossify.com, B O S S I F Y E.com. You can listen to the episodes there on the website, or you can also listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. And with that said, I have nothing left to say other than I am Tip Bossy B, a.k.a. Big Bossy. If they ask you who said it, make sure you tell them Big Bossy said it. Y'all take care. Till next time. I said what I said. And that's the bottom line. Big Bossy. That's all.